Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Capital growth, commercial versus residential. Now, there's a typical myth that there is no capital growth in commercial. But let me take you through my podcast and dissect some case studies and show you how capital growth actually does exist in commercial property. And sometimes it can be faster than residential. Now, no matter whether you invest in commercial or residential, you've got to take into account capital growth because it adds to your overall return on investment. Sometimes you need more cash flow, sometimes you need more growth, depending on which part of your investment journey you are in. So listen to this podcast as I take you through capital growth. Capital growth. I think we're all a little bit addicted to capital growth. Now, if you are a residential investor and or you're looking at investing into property, you've probably been heard the adage of capital growth is that magical thing that brings you up, allows you to leapfrog from one property to the next, but also magically creates more wealth for you. So if you're in a metro city, or in fact, if you're a property investor, you, what the first thing you get to look at and get addicted to is capital growth. And what exactly is capital growth? It's for example, if today you bought a property for a million dollars, in 10 years time that property is worth $2 million, you might've paid it down or you might've had been able to redraw against it to buy two or three more properties. So it means that right now, if you buy a million dollar property, you have $800,000 in loan and you have $200,000 in equity, you can't draw on that. But in the future, as the property grows to 1.2, 1.5, 2 million, and if you can draw down on that equity, that growth, that million dollars is yours to use to buy other properties. And that's the magic of capital growth. Sometimes you do it right, you can be seeing that capital growth in as short as three to five years of property doubling. And that's why we get so addicted. And this comes back to why people thinking of investing in residential versus commercial. But truly, truly, when we look at capital growth, who is paying for that? Truly, when we look at capital growth, what are the risks with it? And is commercial better than residential? Is residential better than commercial? Which way should you go if you are a conservative investor looking to invest your money into property for the purpose of capital growth. Now, my name is Helen Tarrant. I am the cash flow queen when it comes to property. And I've been helping everyday Australians since 2016 invest with confidence and security into commercial property and giving them a better way to retire through commercial property. So let's talk about capital growth. What exactly is capital growth? We talked about previously a property going from a million to 2 million in the space of 10 years. Now, since the 1950s, residential property in Australia have doubled every seven to 10 years. So people say averaging 10 years, right? Because different times, every seven to 10 years since the 1950s. So if you own a $2 million house now, you know that in 10 years time, it'll be worth $4 million. But so does the value of your bread. If you're buying bread at five bucks a loaf today, in 10 years time, that loaf of bread will be $10. It is called inflation, but inflation works on both sides, right? Inflation works for the rising cost of living, but it also pushes up the price and your wealth in theoretical sets in equity as well. One of the big things you've got to realize is that capital growth 
is wealth on paper, not cash in your pocket to help you pay for school fees, they'll be paid for holidays, renovations, new cars. It's not that. It is wealth on paper. So in a sentence, most Australians are paper millionaires, right? But if you truly want to be wealthy, you truly want to have financial freedom, you need a balance of capital growth and cash flow. Now, one of the big things we're going to look at here is that when you look at capital growth, the tradition is that residential property was built for capital growth. Now, people spend a lot of time as investors. You will hear stories of you know co-living, tiny homes, granny flats, subdivisions, building you know extension, all so that you can make more money, more money out of your residential property. But still, at the end of the day, it is a growth-driven project, a growth-driven system right so residential is made for capital growth in the sense that it's always growth through time however the risk the big risk with residential property is buying in the wrong area just because we're looking at history from 10 years ago or three years ago or one year ago that this area has boomed and continued to boom and you buy under market doesn't mean in the next three years it's going to continue to boom but yes the likelihood the guesstimate is that it will boom and that it will boom continuously onwards for the next 10 years because you've got demand you've got people coming into the area you've got hospitals, schools, infrastructure, government projects being built and more and more people in affordable housing, right? That's the rationale, right? But so many people have got it wrong, right? People have invested in regional where they said, oh, great, we're buying market value. Yes, the property's gone up by 10%. But if it's gone up from 250,000 to 275,000, woohoo, it's given you 25,000. But that 25,000 isn't going to help you buy a next property. You need a property that the million dollars are going to become 1.5 million in the space of three years. And you're not getting that right now in some of the metro area. Now, if you did, if you were, then you are going to be putting in a hell of a lot of money. So to buy a $1 million property right now, you're going to need somewhere in the vicinity of three dollars to $400,000 in residential in, in deposit to be able to, for you to be able to buy a residential property. You also need servicing and everything else. But the main thing is buying in regional areas. Yeah, people are now buying in Perth. People are looking at regional areas like a town, like in Cairns, like even in remote areas of regional. They go, well, then it's growing. It is growing, but a 10% or 200K is 20K. A 10% on 2 million is 200,000. Now you need the 200,000 to be able to move you forward, right? And that's harder to get into, right? How many $200,000 properties do you need for it to grow by 10% before you're buying to a $2 million property, right? So that is the main thing to think about is that capital growth is actually requires something to sustain it, right? So while you'd be great to go to Perth, I go to the regional areas and buy a residential property and it's neutral because the rents are high and it's going to hold its own. It's going to give you much. Trust me, I've been there. I've bought properties in Armadale. I've bought properties in regional Queensland. I've bought properties in Perth. I know that those residential properties do move, but they also do fluctuate because they're in regional. Buying in Metro is the key to capital growth when you're chasing capital growth in residential. Now, when we're looking at that, what supports capital growth is negative gearing. Your property, if you buy in metro areas, now that's the downside. For to get your 200K to 10% on your 2 million, you need to be able to service that debt. And that debt comes at a cost of twenty dollars to $30,000 a year to you. Now, can you afford it is the big question. Most people can't afford it. So let's look at the flip side. Can you get have your cake and eat it too and have a metro property? Of course, when we look at commercial 
we're looking at a different market. Commercial property had the biggest myth that there is no such thing as capital growth. But let me tell you a personal story. In 2012, when I invested in my first commercial property, I bought it for $360,000. This was a small restaurant premise, about 52 square meters in North Sydney. That's where it would have a window. If I was to do it again, I wouldn't invest in that same property. But at the time, I didn't know. I bought it. It was an 8% yielding property back then. That was right after the GFC in 2012. Well, and I was getting cash flow on average about $400 a week while the property maintained itself. And throughout the period we were able to put rents up in 2020, we sold that property. So about nine years later, about roughly nine years later, we sold that property for $1,050,000. So the property tripled in price in the nine years that I held it, right? So that is just showing you that capital work do exist in commercial property, but the key difference is commercial property will hold its own while delivering capital growth, which will mean that you can buy in metro areas, buy those $2 million properties, buy the million dollar property, and not be $20,000, $30,000 negative, so still support yourself in the capital growth journey. And what would you be chasing today in 2024? You should be chasing metro properties that are going to give you a neutral hold or a little bit of positive. And it's in key locations where the area is gentrifying and it's gonna give you capital growth in the next three years to five years. You need to look ahead three to five years rather than 10 years. And that's the timeline it for me so much shorter. And that's why you can retire so much faster. Again, if you wanna really personalize the strategy, really make it real, make sure you click the link below, book in for that strategy session so that I can help you formalize that idea, put it all print together so that you can implement it and get there faster. Following off from this, let's talk about that 6% building property. If you are going to buy in Metro today, you're not going to be buying a freestanding building like a house. You're not going to, like the $200,000 houses you're going to get in Townsville or Rockhampton. You're not going to be buying that. You're going to be buying a strata office space, a strata retail space, or maybe you would get a little warehouse as part of a warehouse complex. Now, these properties might be a million, like 1.2 million. Your yields are going to be five and a half to 6%, right? You are going to break even because the interest rate's sitting at seven. You're going to break even on the loan. So you're not going to get a return on investment on your deposit at the moment, but you're going to get your loan repayments at the sorted and it's going to be a neutral hold. Now, when the interest rate comes down in the next 12 months, you're going to all of a sudden have cash flow. But on top of that, when you look forward three to five years and you buy in an area of demand, you buy in an area where there's low vacancies, you buy in an area where the, the property is versatile and changeable with multiple different tenants, you buy in an area that likely would have the rise in rent. And there's ways we do research around it and our uniform system really do help us to pinpoint that. But you do all of that you know that in the next three years, you're going to be able to have rental increases. You're going to have market increases. You're going to have more demand so that the value of your property goes up. So in the space of three to five years, you're going to see a dramatic change. One of the big things that I, we did in 2020, so early 2020, a property settled in the Sunshine Coast at 7% yield in the Sunshine Coast, right? And it was, you know, it was just under a million, about $930,000. Now that same property gone up by 40%, four zero, 40% in value between 2020 and the end of 2023. Now 40%, so that same $930,000 property is worth $1.3 million. So what does that mean to you? That $1.3 million is pure equity and you actually need properties like that to be able to accelerate your portfolio 
so that you can draw against it. But the magic of that is that your rent also grows in that time to that same level so that if you need to refinance your commercial property rents are able to help you with the repayment of that drawdown. Whereas in residential, even though you've had the growth, you're constricted about able to draw down that money because you don't have enough servicing. So instead of looking at growth, 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 you've got to look at who is supporting the growth. Are you supporting growth or is the tenant supporting growth? When you look at residential, you have to support the growth because your tenant's not paying enough rent to support that growth. But in commercial, if you position yourself for a growth property, and I mean metro property areas, we're looking at Melbourne, we're looking at Metro Adelaide, we're looking at Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, and Sydney. We're looking at areas like that. But if there's certain pockets of those areas we're looking at, it's, it's based on on the ground, feeling, touching, knows what's happening, and also solid research and previous deal. Done. That's why the Unicorn system is so unique, so that if you do want someone to surround you, help you build well, do click on that link and look in for that free strategy session. But really one of the big things, takeaways from this video, I want you to think about is when it comes to capital growth, you really got to position yourself. Capital growth is like a T. It needs to grow. It needs to have time in the market to grow. And you need to have that patience. Most people in residential train that patience is 10 years. But in commercial, we look at three to five years out. So it's actually a much shorter timeline. So if you don't have that much time and you really do need to transition to retirement sooner than later, you want to be able to get into a commercial property that you position yourself for growth, that it's a neutral hold, so there's no headaches and stress for you. And that property is going to grow in the next three to five years significantly, 20, 30%, so that you can capitalize on that, refinance against it and go again, right? Because the importance of going again, utilizing your equity is more important than just sitting on equity. If you don't utilize your equity, it's dead to you, right? If you utilize equity, you transform it into cash. The most important thing is transforming equity into cash. Because cash is key, cash will help you continue to move forward and build your retirement income faster. Again, my name is Helen Tarrant. I've been helping everyday Australians build wealth through commercial property cash flow since 2016. I want to do the same for you. So all you have to do is click on the link, book into your strategy call, attend one of our latest events, which is coming up February. And I look forward to helping you in your journey. Hope you enjoyed that podcast on capital growth, commercial versus residential. What is the essentials of getting capital growth in your portfolio? How is that important? And what you can get in capital growth in commercial? Hopefully this podcast has demonstrated that you absolutely do get growth in commercial property. It is about where to buy and to look out in the market to keep moving and to know that certain areas will change dramatically in the next 24 months and you should invest in those areas if you're looking for capital growth. Now, if you're looking for a team to surround you with some strategy, planning out your investment journey, and also how you can go from one property to the next, reach out to us, helen at unicorn.com.au or check out our website, helentarrant.com, unicorn.com.au. Get a copy of our book, Cashed Up Commercial Property, but it's all about joining a community, being part of our events and really learning how commercial property can help you turn your life around in terms of your investment property and accelerate your investment journey so that you can move faster, go faster and retire sooner. So until the next podcast, keep hunting, keep looking and join us for one of our upcoming events. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property. 